welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out with your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, I just have to be there. Ahoy! 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 How's it going? Um, I'm ready for it to be less than 90 degrees. That would be really excellent. I would really appreciate it (laughs) if it were less than 90 degrees and less than 115% humidity. Just just me personally. Yeah, that's true. Me personally. I'd rather... It's not helping. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh my gosh. It's 94 right now. Yeah, it's gross. I'm not... I'm Shockingly, I'm not okay with that. I'd yeah, <laughs> I don't know how our Arizona friends are alive. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I met a bunch of people from Arizona this summer. Oh, uh, I hope that they're okay. <laughs> I no, I, I think they have all just melted back into the desert at this point. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> not yeah. good. They were explaining to me that. Uh, in the summertime, they live in Phoenix, so you know that's fun. Uh, they were explaining mm. to me how how it's really important in the summertime to uh, cook with the microwave as much as possible. Ah, you know, uh, because <laughs> tip, as you want as little heat going into your house as possible. Yeah, right. It's already too hot in there, so <laughs> you need to not do that. I was like, oh yeah, that's a good. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Not a... <laughs> yeah. I had a, a friend down in Texas text me and he was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like in my not future proof home, I can barely maintain 78. And I just responded with um, like uh, <laughs> tilde uh, weeps in 103 year old home. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but it's not even, it's not nearly as hot as it is down there. Um or in Arizona by a wide margin. So uh, I cannot. Oof. No, thank you. I'm, uh, you know what? I'm good. I'll say, uh, no, I'll opt out of that one. Yeah. It's also just night. Yeah. It's, it's not normally uh, above 90, almost 100 degrees like this long in a row. Like it usually gets hot in the summer, but like, it's been like two whole weeks. I'm like, <laughs> it, I know Arizona had like a whole month of over a hundred. Yeah. So we'll stop complaining momentarily, but <laughs> but we also have humidity, Arizona. Okay. This, yes. Uh, Something that you have constantly reminded us for the last 70 years is yeah, it's a dry have. heat, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How about so this? A, a damp heat. Yeah. Not pleasant. <laughs> Turns out nobody likes it. Uh yeah, it's been Even real. more exciting thunderstorm action this week. We had a little bit of that going around. Right? <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So, um, is the weekend? I guess what it was. We can't remember. Yeah, yeah. we. Yeah, yeah, I went outside to. <clears throat> I realized that it was like, I just I don't know. I just happened. My phone was like thunderstorm warning, special weather statement, and I was like, uh, I. I'm going to go out and move the trash can because Susan and her friends had just got done with their garage sale. So it was extremely full. So I was like that. I did not know I'm getting, (laughs) I'm going out. It was like late. It was like 1130. Right. But 
I went outside and it was just, it was so windy that like it wasn't raining, but like it was, you could feel that it was the rain getting blown out of the front. Like yeah. it was away. Right. So it wasn't like, it was weird. <laughs> mm. Like it was like a mist in the air, but it was because it was the gust front blasting all of the rain from the storm forward. Yeah. Ahead of, which is fun. Um, yeah. So which I, tells you, yeah. Which tells you good times are to be had here shortly. Told me, Oh my gosh, I've made it just in time to get this trash. can. Yes. My neighbors yes. were outside getting kids and they play in the yard a lot. So, they were out like uh, scampering the lawn furniture, like table and the chairs and stuff. They were grabbing all that inside too. Yeah, yeah. Better, better bring that inside. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, oh, that table would have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we dealt with that Monday morning down in in Springfield. We had um, limbs down, power outage. We had staff. Um, one of my staff members called me and was like, um, he's a he's a younger guy. And he was like, how do I get out of my garage? I don't have power. And I was like, ah, ah excellent. Great question. See that red handle. <laughs> That's what I did. I did. But and uh, it, it's um it's a very eager person. And so I I I I tend to forget like order of operations for people because I'm going to say, okay, you see that red handle on that? When you pull it, it's going to, and I hear a chunk. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, so I should have, like, depending on how healthy your spring is, it will either only stay down or only stay up from here on out. And we're kind of, you know, stuck with that for a little while. <laughs> I mean, I had to get out of his house anyway. It's fine. I know. I was just like, I like making sure people are fully informed before they make a decision like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, Monday night, you ready? <laughs> okay, Monday night. We're ready. Um, we have storms here in here in town, and um, the average within our little town was six and a half inches over the course oh, of like a, 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 a handful of hours. Um, this resulted in me being awoke. So on Monday morning, I was awoken at six a.m. by my staff member in Springfield calling me saying the all power's out. Um, I can't get out of my garage. On uh, Tuesday morning, I was awoken by my staff member here locally that says, um, Colin, the road is gone. <laughs> and I went, oh, said, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, you're catching me at a, uh, what? <laughs> they said, I mean, I believe you, but yes. What? <laughs> well, yeah. They said the road that we usually take, it's gone and it's just covered in water and I don't know what to do. And I was like, did you try and go the other way? So we mapped out the other way. And she called back and she said, it is also, she goes, there's about four feet of water over the road. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Well, don't drive through it. That's yeah, what we yeah. know. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're in this little tiny, like, Toyota Camry. And I was just like, okay, well, um, that's as much as we can do right now. We're going to have to brainstorm. Uh, I said, go do the rest of your visits. We'll figure this out, right? Like, it's not worth going through a water to get to this point like just hold on um so uh we had to break out the good old map and find a route that was 20 minutes longer than every other place to come around like go way out to the east and go super far north and come in and drop in from the north side it's the only way that we could do this <laughs> and so holy cow that's wild and, and also uh the client was without power 
And so not only was the road gone and flooded from both directions, but she was without power. And this client is in Barcelona. <laughs> oh, so we're okay. trying to, you know, communicate stuff and not bother her too much, but also like, hey, just FYI. Uh, and this is going to lead to a new question that we ask on our client intake form. Who is your electricity and gas provider? Um, because we kept going to the electrical provider that everybody uses and reporting an outage. And they were like, there's no outage at that house. And we were like, yes, there is. Yes, there is. And so finally, yesterday, I called the the random small little co-op that nobody has ever heard of. Oh, hey, this is Betty. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a power outage at that uh, at that location. We'll get a crew headed out over today. <laughs> I was like, okay, then. Oh, my gosh. So now I'm going to get even more weird looks on my intake form of like, where is your water shutoff valve? Where is your breaker box? Speaking of electricity, who brings it to you? <laughs> because yeah, that one guy is not going to like this. He is going to be so grumpy. About he's going to be so <laughs> angry. He's going to not understand. And I'm going to have to say, hey, one time somebody was traveling over in Barcelona and um, we thought that the electricity provider would just take care of it. Turns out they didn't even know there was an outage because she's the only one on this entire road that uses them. And Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's what she said. She goes, I said, oh, she's off in such and such lane. And she goes, oh, we don't service anybody over there. Hold on. Oh, no. No, there we have one person. <laughs> and I was like, is their last name such and such? And she goes, Yeah, well, we'll get a crew out. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, uh thanks did. for playing. Um cool, 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 cool. So uh this was after and and you know, so we were having to deal with uh rotting food in the fridge and not having any water. Oh, by the way, this client just so happens to have four dogs and three cats. <laughs> Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. I will say that thankfully, um, and I think this is from their experience over the years, they use massive water buckets for their dogs uh, inside the house. And so usually we would change them out just like every day or two because they get yeah. kind of gross with four dogs. Yeah, but I was like, they're all slobbery yeah. and food in there. But then I was like, ah, well. This is very convenient because I have no water to give you dogs. Um, so, <laughs> so it's already full, so it's fine. But we um, we topped it off with ice from the freezer uh, and dumped it all in there and nice. had some nice new stuff and everything. So they have power now. Everything's fine. But it was just one of those like, ah, uh, yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> new thing to the list, I guess. Like, oh, my gosh. Um. So, yeah, that was... That was that was interesting. That was a lot of that was not a lot of fun. I don't recommend recommend, but doesn't yeah. sound very fun. And we got more storms. We've had more storms every single day uh, this week. Today oh, wow. we had today we had two rounds of storms move through. Two oh, dose. We haven't had that many. We've had a couple here and there. <clears throat> I was like, listeners, if there was if there was any doubt that this podcast is being recorded in the Midwest. Just count how many times we start talking about the weather at the beginning of each episode. And that just, ah. that right there, that shoes you in. Okay. That's mm-hmm. how you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really, I, um, I am working on <laughs> training, training. Have I told you the phrase that I'm training the kids on? Have I told you this. Uh, is it UFTA? Because that's an important 
Uh, heritage, no. Uh, heritage no. lesson. Okay. That's a good one, though. No. <laughs> um, it is, in fact, um, every time it rains. So, okay, you're in the Midwest. Every time it rains, what do you say? I don't know. Oh, you say, um, <clears throat> we needed this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you, when are you going to start training them on the amount of rain? Like, toad strangler, right? <laughs> Downpour, gully washer, right? When does that come into effect? Where is I, that on the... That's a bit more advanced. I feel like that's okay. like a fourth grade level. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay. <laughs> we're not quite there yet. Um, but yes, that'll... The goalie washer. I mean, we already have obviously like the cats and dogs and sprinkle and stuff. I mean, but like, yeah, obviously, I mean, like, sprinkle the, is like an actual science term. It's actual science term. But the 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 toad strangler that will be that'll be coming soon, I believe. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I told I showed him how to walk onto your front porch, put your hand on your hips, and go. We uh, needed this. There you go. We needed this. Um, because you you do you know so um, there you go. Sounds like you already have the rain gauge enacted. Is that oh, correct? Yes. Yeah, we do okay. have one. Do you have so one? I, I was t- joking with Susan the other day because her uh, mother's new husband, right? And her dad was the same way. Like, they were chronic rain gauge monitors. Yes. Right? All the time. And so I was, I, I missed, like, I thought that, like, when you get a certain age, this they you just get mailed one. Okay. Because oh. I didn't, I have never seen a rain gauge for sale. I don't know. <laughs> I've never looked for one in store. Um, I will say that ours <laughs> like, was we were we were gifted. Um, okay, so we were gifted not one but two uh, by um, dad by our father. So okay, that's fine. <laughs> because maybe they, they go to his house. Maybe they go to him. Maybe yeah, that's what's happened. I think you just they didn't need to, get my forwarding address. Yeah, they get <laughs> I, you just need to. I think you just need to make a simple. You need to apply for one. Um, okay. and should be the... pretty pretty good. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's it was, uh, they're they're learning wonderful, wonderful uh, phrases. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm yeah. glad that that's that part of their education is not being uh, stepped over. That's going to be good news. Uh, no. <laughs> this will be, this will be done. You will, we will, we will know, we will know our heritage. Um, yeah. yeah. Listeners uh, from around the globe, is there things that you say when it rains outside? Do your local area farmers say random things to you when it rains. I need to know this. This is important uh, demographic information that <laughs> we're lacking. Okay. We need to know. Don't make yeah. this a... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get feedback on, on local I don't... Uh, rain comments or local rain uh, something something. It's true. Because in Missouri you also say if it, even if it rains a whole lot you know the, the a lot of people will be like, well, uh, you know, it's uh, we're gonna need this later, so might as well, you know, <laughs> yeah, or or um, oh, it didn't need all that at once, right? <laughs> oh, that's true, right? Like, yeah, like I, I'll, I've also heard the old uh, uh, I'd rather not have it all at once, but at least it's raining, like least, that, you know, that's, I've literally, uh, I've literally seen these three comments on Facebook posts this week, <laughs> <laughs> yes. But if we had to get it, I'm glad we got it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> then you get the really learned people. They're all uh, the the ones that are like real monitors of the situation, and they'll be like, uh, "Well, that still puts us behind for the year, even though we got a lot." Recently. You know, that's the that's how you know you're dealing with a professional. Yeah. 
Right. That's what you're. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we um, we, one of our clients. Um, so we we really whittled down all basically all of the clients that come to our home except for like three. Um, and oh, one yeah, yeah, yeah. still uses us on a very regular basis. Um, this man and his wife are absolute gems. He's eighty. Ooh, is that the older couple with the? Yeah, they have yeah, older the old. dogs too. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, every time, and they drop him off, and we talk to them. And yes. Uh. Yeah. He's he like you talk about like rain gauge connoisseur. Like man, he's got this dialed in for like he knows exactly total amounts versus what we were supposed to have versus like forecasted, and we're talking like almanac stuff. Uh, out at the car when to pick up and drop off. <laughs> it's very, yeah. Uh, right. They know. They know. It's great. <clears throat> yeah, it's real scary when they when you hear like, "Oh man, we haven't got this amount of rain since like 1987." You're like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. How? What do you mean? How do you know that? How, where was that stored? Right? Like, I don't even. How? What? No. Like, yeah. They. Uh, it's very good. Very good at it. Uh, so we're. Um, yeah, I think we're we did have the oh here's the other thing, right? Uh we had enough to lift us lift us from the burn ban. So you can have backyard barbecues again. Hey. Um, congratulations, peeps. That's a lot uh, of rain. So that's good. It was again, six and a half inches was the average over our over our just the city, just within city limits. Like that was six and a half inches. Um Jeez. so yeah, it just it just dumped and came, oh, it was terrible. I mean, again, we needed it, but <laughs> Oh, mm. Mm. <laughs> we um uh last week uh, you gave a review of the um Springfield Historic Museum. Uh, oh yes, right, yes. right. Um, I uh, today uh, will humbly submit to you a review of Legoland in Kansas City. Oh yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we um. We didn't know what to expect. Uh, we're bad tourists. We just um, kind of bought tickets and showed up. So, <laughs> uh, which is fine, right? People yeah. do that. People do that all the time. Uh, and uh, both of our kids love Lego. Um, and so we thought, hey, this is where people go who love Lego, right? Like that's that was our thought. Um, have mm. you ever been to a, a, a Lego land? No, I have not. Okay. Susan has been to one. I walked by the one in Times Square, but okay. we didn't go in because Susan had already been in there and I have a Statue of Liberty Lego magnet. So I Fair don't enough. really need to go back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to read to you the general description of Legoland. It says, um, and this is not, uh, it's not no, no copyright intended or whatever. Um, fun, yeah. fun, colorful, misspelled colorful because it's got the U in there and inspirational. Legoland is where awesome awaits for families looking for a great day out or the ultimate vacation experience. Okay. Mm. Okay. I feel like that last sentence puts a level of expectation on this experience that cannot possibly be met in any way. <laughs> no. No, no. no, this I is feel like we're really overselling. Yeah, this this puts this in league with Disneyland, right? Yeah. Like like Bush Gardens. Like this puts it in league with yeah. all sort like a carnival cruise. Yeah. yeah. Big 
big so, high level activity here. So, and, and again, we go online, we know enough just to buy tickets and we buy them for the day. And we, um, I expect like, what do you, I, what, what would you expect to be in, in a Legoland? Ah, <clears throat> uh, I mean, big Lego statues. Okay. Right. Um, I personally would expect a room of just Lego bins and tables with which you could build Lego. Uh, I would obviously expect lots and lots of really overpriced Lego for sale. Um, like weird things built out of Lego, like the architecture and like big, like moving things. Right. I don't really know. Mm hmm. So, okay. yes, yeah, I, I expected lots of, like, just basically, like, rooms of bins, maybe guided builds on certain oh, things. Oh, like, good, yeah. Like, uh, the master builder, that's the what they're called, but it, yeah. it would come out and give a class on how to build something, like, using just the the, the parts. Oh, um, yeah, like, structural build advice, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the um, alternating brick thing when you build the walls and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, or or all sorts of like or like yeah, or we're going to build this this figurine today. Like that's our figurine yeah. build. And okay. using using like just classic Lego, no custom pieces. How do we build that? Uh, because that's what a lot of the um the the models, the big human sized models and stuff that you see, those are just yeah. classic Lego pieces. There's very few custom builds pieces in those. Not like yeah. that you get in certain. Uh, sets. So I was expecting that. Um, they had said they had like a a, 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 a cafe for eating. Um, well, I mean, yeah, obviously. right. Okay. Um, and I expected this thing to be massive. All right? the tables to be built out of Lego in the cafe, yeah. though. Clearly. Right. Clearly. <laughs> and I expected this thing to be huge, like yeah. humongous. No. So, no. No. It's no. Terrible. No. So oh. <laughs> walk in. Okay. So I will say here's the end result. I'll just cut to the chase here. If you are a fan of the Lego of Lego and the and the Lego universe, oh. pretty cool place. Okay. If you like to build Lego, not so cool. Mm. Um, if you have watched all of the Lego movies, which they have a little theater in there for you to go see, if you have not seen them, uh, oh. they just play them on repeat basically all day long um they rotate through them um if you are not caught up on the lego cartoons or you don't know the latest action figure that is a new lego or you're not like in really in deep with the ninja series of lego all of this is just i forget that that exists yeah (laughs) so you walk in and immediately on your right is a little carnival ride where you sit in like a little lego thing and it it um like a kind of like a tilt a whirl where you kind of uh how else would I describe this where like oh the the ride at okay this is a context that nobody else has but at the carnival ride where you usually sit in and it's like a big fake balloon and it kind of the whole thing spins in a big circle and then it kind of raises and tilts and goes down or whatever one of those <laughs> is just sitting over here on the right nice yeah. listeners that is a classic ride from Silver Dollar City in Branson yes. Missouri in case you're wondering how I know exactly what Colin is talking yeah, about right thank, now. Just some you. context for those of you who have not yet discovered the weirdness yeah. of Silver Dollar City. 
Continue, please. Okay. Over <laughs> on the left is the Lego VR experience. Where you, what? Where you what strap a where you strap a Lego where you strap a VR headset to you. Um, you sit in a chair, and then it's like the um, uh, oh, and then the chair itself like moves, like it goes up and over and around, and it's a, oh, it's okay. a, it's a VR um movie is what it is like you, okay. you're not interacting whatever you're just experiencing a race i think is what it is you're driving you're supposed to be in a car and it just happens to you're just watching it but it's all lego visually but you're in the chair and the chair moves and bumps and spins and stuff as you're sliding around on the track and whatever um it, is it not, is it just lego racing do you remember lego racing yeah it's lego oh. racing okay so oh. Okay. Lego racing was so awesome. There's a cart. There's a cart game that needs to be brought back, man. Yeah. Lego yeah. racing was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's Lego racing. Um, so, um, um, which is, which I, yeah, I really like that, that game, but imagine that, but it's more cinematic now with the how they presented it here. Cool. Okay. Then you go over and then on, then on your right from that is your first build and it's a build a race car to go down a track. Um, and so if they have like some very basic pieces and wheels yeah. and you can kind of like butts with it to race and see how you get to go faster. Then oh, okay. on the left is That's the, cool. is the ninja thing. Um, there's like a rock climbing wall. Um, there is a, a game where there's a pad of a grid of nine squares on the wall. And then when they light up with your color, you're supposed to like hit it. Um, then there's a maze where there are lasers that hit mirrors and you're supposed to not break the lasers when you go through the maze to get points. Okay. But okay. There, there's no Lego over there. Like that's just like, Oh, you like the Lego ninja. Now you can be a Lego ninja. Good okay? And you're like <laughs> odd. Um, that then, is there's, odd yeah. then there's a huge play set in the corner. Like they used to have at McDonald's all basically ish Lego themed on the outside and your typical tunnels and webbing and stuff on the inside. Um, that's all the main entrance. Then you go, you turn and they've got a little, um, um, uh, what is it? A uh, little train set thing where you can kind of, and here's the other thing that was a little frustrating about this is they would have this immense centerpiece. And this was this immense centerpiece where everything else, everything was done. And, um, but it was all glued into place. Obviously, master builders don't want you touching their bridges. Um, yeah. Uh, and the train just went around, and they did have little buckets of Lego, but they were just like not very interesting Lego to build. And there were no people to to do this. So you could build like a small tower, and that's it. Like you, it was hard to make it more interactive. Um, they had uh like a kind of like a girl's zone that's kind of more there. I forget what the Lego brand is called, where it's more of like the girl lifestyle brands where they have yeah, like yeah. whatever, like they had a whole section for that. Um, and they, like, and then they had the Duplo sets um, for the small kids. Yes. Those were all of the build areas. Yeah, I'm looking it. at the uh, map on their website, which by the way, is the least helpful map I've ever seen in my entire life. I just wanted to throw that out there. Lego, this is a really... You have a world-class design team, and this is what you came up with? I'm very disappointed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just looking at this quote-unquote map. Yeah. <laughs> they lit up the attraction map. 
No, it's not good. Not good. Not good. Okay. The Duplo set was kind of nice because then they had some pieces that were more like giant br- Lego bricks that was like actual brick size that you could. Yeah, that's what I would want. Like okay. massive bricks. Right? Yes. That'd be really cool. I would just want a whole floor of those. But they had, you know, they had like one or 200 of those in a corner and you could build a tower or a, uh, you can kind of make a bridge out of them. You know, really basic stuff. Um, but again, I would like a room just of giant Lego, like all the classic Lego pieces, make them giant. Like, let's do that. Um, and, and then uh, you can go through the, uh, the, the, the cityscape of Kansas City built out in Lego, Lego, and that is cool. Okay, they have interact- sweet, right? They okay, have interactive buttons that can make things do, make they do stuff in the um, in the pieces. And of course, there was um, they because this is Kansas City, but it's also Kansas. Can you imagine what was also built out of Lego? Uh, was it Oz? It was. There okay. were different scenes from the movie Wizard nice. of Oz. My next um, guess was going to be Dwight D. Eisenhower's childhood home, but okay. I figure that's probably not. No, nobody, <sighs> nobody, nobody does that. Uh, <laughs> but it's a uh, that was neat, and uh, they had basically major scenes of the movie in massive build pieces. Um, and then the cityscape was cool. They had the Arrowhead Stadium. They had the where the Royals play, and there were all lights and stuff inside as well. Oh, that's kind of neat. And then overhead, the lights um, for the entire room of this segment, uh, it the the whole thing went cycled on a daytime nighttime cycle, which was oh. cool because then you could see the pieces at daytime and at nighttime, and things changed. Because now yeah. you could see, because lights came on and then they turned off in the actual buildings. Um, they projected weather onto the white walls behind there. So it was like raining or storming or whatever. Um, there was supposed to be an interactive train that you could drive, but it looked like it had been derailed. So that we couldn't, <laughs> couldn't do that. Um, and then in the most obscure thing, um, you come through that and there's like a um, like a haunted a forest adventure and you're like uh, what okay okay so you go in here and you sit down in the little cart and it can seat four people which is great because i had four people you had four people I so four perfect. people i filled it and you sit down the bar closes across your lap and then you pull out a little fake gun and it's the kind of thing where you're supposed to go around and shoot little targets but ah, okay, but, but not like the flooded mine ride, the actual no. best ride at Silver Dollar City tie-in I, event again. I, yes, that ride, amazing, like so cool. This ride again, it's in a building on the second floor, yeah. meant for little kids. The real reason the flooded mine ride is so good is because when you are at Silver Dollar City and it is a thousand degrees, it's one of the only rides that's like inside. So yeah, and you're splashed with water. And the wait, even the wait time to go ride it is pleasurable because you're in like a a tunnel and you're inside with fans. That's really why the haunted mines, the flooded mines, is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Breather, right? Um, Yes, and so, but this one, like you could, like you couldn't actually shoot things on the walls. You had to. What they would do is they would pull this this ride thing. It would go right up to a wall, and on there was like a video projection of a Lego scene, 
and you were supposed to shoot the characters that were coming out at you and like they pulled you like within six inches of this thing it was a it was a bit intense and they were like lego ogres and dragons throwing things and like you're supposed to shoot and then you and then the car it was an actual car on wheels it would back up and then the whole thing would pivot and you would go along your path throughout this thing and it would do that like five times and then you were done and you're supposed to save the princess or whatever from the dragon but and and that was it that was what we could do that's a little upsetting right and and what i also wish would is in there after you describe this is like displays of like classic or like really old lego sets i think that would be really cool yeah right like 90s Legos, like the sick pirate ones from the 90s. Those were cool. Yes. Or like the old like Night Castle things. That'd yeah. That'd be fun to have on there. There, there. There'd be a neat way to turn this into like, a, like I like it the little bit. It's kind of a little of a bit of a museum aspect. It's also a little bit of a interactive aspect. But again, this was really for like, oh yeah, you love le- the Lego universe. Come experience the Lego universe yeah. and all the characters. And you're like, I don't like, I just really want to sit at a table and build. And so this led to, at the end of this, also, it's very loud because this is a pretty small space and there are throngs of people. And like the ninja thing has its music on 11. There's all sorts of noise going on in here. So for kids who are very sensitive to yeah, overwhelming good. situations, yeah. um, like, I don't know, my own, um, this, be- this becomes a hard environment to navigate. And so we gravitated as far away from the noisy space as possible, which was over by the Duplo for the small kids. And we discovered what was agreed upon by everybody. The best part of this entire thing, which we paid a not insignificant amount of money to be at, um, (laughs) uh, but um, was the tables by the aforementioned cafe had uh, uh, like a, what was it? Like a five by five inch square base piece that you could get in green, white, tan, or black. And then they just had massive buckets of the single Lego in colors I've never even seen. And what you were supposed to do was piece by piece build a picture of whatever you wanted. Whoa. Okay. And, and so if you so you could imagine like just a blank piece and colors and and so it's kind of like building like like piece by piece or pixel by pixel how am i going to make the shape of a heart or how am i going to build a turtle like the picture of a turtle or a flower or whatever um and that's you could just do that and what was also neat is that once you built it they had a massive wall of where you could just stick these up on the wall grid by grid and so what would be neat is at the end of the day, because you could come in and see everybody's artwork that was on, on the wall um, and the pictures that they made. And some people had nice messages. Other people had like super it, like one guy made this avocado that looked 3D. And I don't know how he did that because oh. I barely made letters. OK, because <laughs> <laughs> I am not good at this. Um, but it was really like that was very. Um, like you could see like there were because there was no like competition aspect because there was no like you weren't racing a car or you weren't just it, 
like this was the place where the Lego people went because they could they could be what could they do with it? They were creative. Right. This is where yeah. people went. And and there were I mean, uh, the other thing that I liked about this is that it said all adults must be accompanied by a child. I love that. That's very so nice. cool. Right. It's very nice. Um, so, you know, there were the kids and dads and we just grabbed a table and we all sat down and we all plugged and chugged and found. And it was also cool because, you know, what what's the other piece about this is uh, the collaborative effort of Lego building. Hey, I need more tan pieces. And so like random kids would hear that you need tan and they'd like bring tan pieces over to you. And then you'd like go give them the, the black pieces or whatever, or the blue pieces, whatever you needed to make it work. Cause each kind of bit bucket in the middle of the table had slightly different colors, right? They was kind of all just mixed in. So this, we did this for like, I don't know, 25 minutes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this was everybody's favorite activity was sitting down and just making our little, designs and then hanging them up and having our picture taken next to them but that was that was it um like we weren't impressed by the giant ninja lego mascot that walked through um but that was a bit terrifying uh, <laughs> and sounds a bit terrifying to be honest I, mean, yeah. I was like that's okay um and then we were like okay well uh we've been through so we'll leave uh, and we did and i think i mean I, there was not a single thing that we could have done more other than the VR, but that would have been way to, um, too yeah. overstimulating to at the level that we were like, like I was kind of shocked by just how loud it was. It was really like at the end of it, I was like, man, yeah, if they just had a room where the only noise in there was the <laughs> of people searching for Lego, I would be all in on that. Like, let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked. Yes. Uh, if you're wondering, we did not buy the annual pass, which allows you to come every day and spend two hours here. Ah, I don't. I don't know what doing would, what. I don't know. I don't. I genuinely don't know the the value of the <laughs> of that uh, because we went once and we kind of asked everybody at the end. We're like, would everybody want to go back? And everyone was just kind of like, eh. I don't know, like, maybe if we're in town again, we don't have anything else to do. Yeah, not like soon, like maybe. Yeah, like and they, uh, appar- apparently they do change pieces out periodically, like that n- whole ninja corner, that was only there for a couple months, and then they do something else, but I'm like, but it, I don't want to do more dodging lasers or kicking a wall or whatever, like that's, okay, is that yeah, let's say, yeah, hmm. do a thing. So, anyway, it's very odd. But uh, we went, survived. Um, yeah. So that was that's the that's the Lego. I you know I don't know how many how many Lego pieces I'd give it out of other Lego pieces, but uh, mm. I would just say uh, if you want if you need something to do, um, and again, like I said, if you're in the Lego universe and you want to see some of your all time favorite Lego characters in per like life-size sure go do it but it was it was pretty it was both it was both underwhelming in like the size and scope and like what you could do and also overwhelming giving the number of people in the small space <laughs> yeah that's a sounds i don't know it sounds odd right it's just like 
yeah, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry it wasn't uh, more exciting, I guess. I don't really know. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, it was it was still a fun day in the in town. We got to go, we got to eat lunch, got some pizzas. Um oh, yeah. so like we made a lot of it and we all we, the kids got to pick out a you know a little Lego thing at the at the end. Uh so it was not all for naught, but um yeah, it was like, okay, well that was that was done. So, you know, uh huh. it was another experience, which is fine. We went on an adventure, is what we said. There we go. There we go. Too bad it was a terrible bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> was it? Look, Lego Land. Like you got to do. Well, you got to do better, Lego. You yeah, have so and, many good things. Right? And here's the other thing. Like these are all over the country. Like there, there's not just this one. And yeah, I don't. I don't know why. What? <laughs> what are they doing? Yes, I don't know. I don't know. But it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. What else? I really know how to make it better, right? Just like more building, I guess. And like, because, <clears throat> you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to have like a theme park about, right? Because it's a brick that you build stuff with, you know? And I've never like, it's weird that I mean I know it's to like compete with other things to be like flashy and fancy right but like the fact that there is a Lego universe is a bit odd right kind of makes sense I guess because they do have all these licensed things that they have right like the Lego Harry Potter stuff and like the Lego Lord of the Rings stuff and right um you know they have all these properties that are licensed to them like Batman and all this stuff uh or the best Lego game ever, Lego Indiana Jones. Okay, I'm standing by that one. For, for sure. sure. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, it makes sense that you would want to do something and, like, have access to that. But, like, ultimately, it is a creative building tool. Mm. You know? And yeah. That's kind of, like, its purpose is to, like, build cool stuff. And it seems like having a place where you can go and look at Lego and then like not build stuff seems like a, just a like a missed opportunity, you know, like, <clears throat> like a big missed opportunity. And I feel like that's, that's just kind of, it's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah, it, it, it misses the element of Lego that, I personally connect with, which is the free form creativity. Um, yeah. I'm going to take some a bucket of random pieces in assorted colors, and I'm going to create yeah. something. I mean, that's true, and I do. That is my favorite part. Also, I say that though, as a person, I just looked around my room here and realized I have many like Lego sets that are just like decorating my bookshelves, right? Sure. Like I have a bunch of like little ones. Like I have in the, in the, in the, in the living room of my house, ladies and gentlemen, I have a whole bookshelf full of Harry Lego pot, uh, Lego Harry Potter. Uh, no, Harry sets. Lego Potters. Harry Lego Potter sets just like oh. on a bookshelf displayed with my Harry Potter books, right? It's just yeah. all kind of, right. <laughs> and I have, have them in my little room here. I have some like random cars and stuff that dad gets me all the time. Uh-huh. Still, uh, like I have some, I actually forgot. I have a little, like one of the little small ones that, you know, that are like 
10 bucks or probably more now because of inflation but and it's like a little uh, hobbit one and it's bilbo and Gollum in the cave i have that little lego set right here right probably should have mm-hmm. mentioned that a couple episodes ago but it's fine <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> i have it though it's sitting right over here by my tv <laughs> <laughs> pretty good um like (laughs) but like i like that part of it too like i like the little i like building them and looking at like all the little details and stuff right that and like the ones like that that are like movie themed i keep up sure they're like fun and i like those things anyway but like you know that's what i remember as kids playing with like it was like we would buy the big set and then we would put it together and then play with that set for a long time but then it would get recycled into like some new creation Right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we had some really cool ones. We had the, like the, uh, <clears throat> like the forest Robin Hoodie thing. Right? Yes. I, I was, that one was really cool. I remember we had to have a very long. I had to have a very long talk with the mother. Right. This is how we got that. I don't know if you know the story. <laughs> no. The we got that one is <clears throat> because it was kind of expensive. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go to the toy store anyway. And I was like, listen, mom, here's the deal. I think it would be better if like, instead of buying everybody like a little toy, what if <laughs> we spent a little bit more money and got something really big that we would all like, and we could play together. Mm. Don't you think that would be great? <laughs> she bought it. And so, <laughs> so <line> and sinker. <laughs> ah, boom, nice. it worked. And we did. I mean, I'm not saying that I like, lied to mom right but like no. that's what I no. no but that's the whole point right it's like a togetherness thing that's how we used it right we had them in all those bins and we would just like hang out and like play with them right mm-hmm. we had like the cowboy one those cowboy ones are sick dude. right and it's like a creative play device where you can like act out little stories if you're into that like that's what we, I was into and I, we were into collectively right I think mm-hmm. like playing out little scenes with the key people and like doing stuff, right? Kind of like making your own Lego universe, right? Because like, why is this hot rod thing in the middle of a Western town? Don't worry about that. We're just going to go. <laughs> moving along. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along because I happen to have that Lego set. That's why, right? The pizzeria and the Old West jail. Of course, those exist in the same universe. Boom. Right here on the floor of my house. Right? There's no rules. Exactly. <laughs> free form. Right? Yeah. So like kind of harking away from that. It is a little bit odd choice, but that's, you know, that's just maybe my own personal take on it. Like I'm kind of agree with you, right? There are certain things that make Lego special to me and that some of those things are not it. Right? Like <laughs> Yep. It just yeah. missed, missed the mark for us. So yeah. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, it is, it heals what it heals. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, any, what, anything. You, so you you wrapped up your um, uh, garage sale. Uh, sorry, yeah. uh, sorry, a garage sale was wrapped up in your premises. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I had to carry things, but you know that is my lot in life. Uh, so, sir. <clears throat> so yeah, it was pretty good. Did that. Um, that's pretty much all the excitement we've had this week. Really nothing very going on. What else did I do? Made more pasta recipes. Uh, uh, there you go. 
in this ongoing summer project of me learning to cook stuff. Sure. Look at that. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I'm doing it. <clears throat> I did a thing. I made some pasta broccoli. It was delicious. <laughs> Real, nice. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. It was been, I, Susan was like, you're making this again, right? I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. If, if, that, if that's what we want, right? <laughs> <laughs> she informed me that it's most assuredly what we want, so it's fine. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so there you go. That's basically been it. Been practicing cooking things. As again, I am famous for not being able to cook. Uh is one of my character traits. And so we're working <laughs> I, I. <laughs> working towards uh remedying that on at least a small scale for now. Right. <clears throat> Doing basic stuff, but just trying to contribute and practice because it's kind of fun making little things right here and there so trying it out right uh just i we've talked about this many times of the the finding the the areas where uh safe spaces to fail um of like starting small going hey i mean sure people get uh uppity about food sometimes but going hey uh if this is fine if this doesn't work you know there's a a restaurant around the corner that we all like yeah i guess some uh (laughs) we take out is always an option right like we can fall back on uh (laughs) b you know it's all going to be okay right Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's kind of how it's been. But yeah, pretty good. Cool. Made some. Yeah, pasta broccoli was on the menu nice. last time. So that's uh, yeah, it was good, really good. So yeah, that's about it. That's pretty much all I've been doing. Uh like <clears throat> dreading having to go back to work because that's terrible. It's always really horrible. Oh. Like <clears throat> sitting through staff meetings and Hooray! boring things, watching the same training video for the seventy fifth time in a row. Like, I love it. So that's fun. Just trying to put off that negativity until I have to. Right, like <laughs> trying to enjoy the last little bit before it's time to go back <clears throat> and deal with bureaucratic nonsense. Uh, before teaching actually starts. Because teaching is fine. I like that part. It's the other terrible shenanigans that I don't like. So. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Yeah, the paperwork is always what gets you. Yeah. It's not even paperwork. A lot of times I just have to sit there. I just have to like be there and they like tell me things. (laughs) Just have to like. It's horrible. (laughs) And like it's so like the other thing is a lot of like teaching stuff right there's always like peppiness right some of these people are extremely peppy it's horrible right they're like really excited and they're like oh my gosh we're gonna write down our whys like stop just stop no i don't no (laughs) i like to bring up all that kind of nonsense like really like team building peppy like weird stuff like i just i need i need to i have things to do okay let let me go do that <laughs> right where you're going like 
I uh, really want to go actually do work. I don't know if you run into this of like of going um, uh, like oh the in the amount of time that I could have spent in planning, organizing, addressing, you know, like doing all this stuff. Not that prep work isn't important, but sometimes I do feel like I just want to go get this done. Like I don't want to sit here and have another committee meeting about this. Um, I I could I could have actually just got this work done and I could be home. I could be home right now. <laughs> well, it's because like you have there is a lot of prep work that you have to do for your own class, right? Yeah, like my prep work is different than the English teacher's prep work is different than the math teacher's prep work is different than like the fourth graders prep. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff that I have to do. That's like very specific to my classroom. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, they they don't ever give you time to do that. (laughs) Like, but you talk about all this stuff. Like you give me these big lists of things. Like here's our goals and here's the things we're striving to achieve and all that other like positive nonsense right but then they like don't ever give you any time to like sit and do it like it's like they just like give you like they yell vague uh like what's the thing i'm looking for like bullet point words at you right like buzzwords there we go oh they yell like they they just like shout like vague buzzwords at you and then like don't tell you anything else about how to (laughs) achieve those things Right. I, oh my and so she's just like, okay, well, I have things I could do to work towards that goal, kind of, I guess, I think. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you would let me go do those things, we would be like, really good. Okay. Because I can, <laughs> like, at this point, I know the things that I need to do or like <clears throat> the things that I want to try to change. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I have kind of a, you know, the things that I have areas of focus that I need, I know that I need to work on to like be better and not letting me do that. So like, <clears throat> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. be like, Oh, make sure you look at your standards. Like I've done that for two years in a row. I've put them in three different spreadsheets for you. I'm not doing that again. Okay. Mm. Stop it. (laughs) I don't look. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) That's the most frustrating thing, right? Because you're like, okay, like you, like you know, because you're uh, the way that I feel about it. And then I'll stop bragging about this because I'm sure it'll happen in the next few weeks anyway. But like, I did the thing, and then I've moved on to like two things down the road, and then they keep being like oh, let's do this, which is the thing that I did like two steps back on my little, mm-hmm. for thinking about this as like a board game, right? I keep like moving forward and then they like shoot and ladders me back to the start. They're like, oh, do this thing. Like, oh, I know. Did that, right? And then so you get trucking and they're like, but now do this. Like, I also already did that. What do you mean? <laughs> oh. This is very annoying. Do you feel like I, I don't know if you're had that moment, but I've had I've encountered that where I go, like, do we really need to go like like I, I don't know how to say like 
like did the goalposts get moved somewhere along the line or did i misunderstand where the original destination like where we were supposed to be heading originally or oh, no. are we the just all making this got moved that's oh. the, that's the that's what it is the okay. goalposts have definitely moved sorry like, sorry yeah right so it's like it's not a mystery it's like oh yeah the goalposts moved and then they're all like mad and they're like but you didn't even tell us you were moving the goalposts and then you expect us to like read your brain and be like whoa i should have known they were gonna move like you're ridiculous you people don't understand anything just let me go and do this okay stop it <laughs> <laughs> like data and numbers and tests are important but they cannot be the be all end all of how you structure your understanding of how the, how the educational system works it just is not possible right mm-hmm. for a myriad of reasons they're just bad science um <clears throat> and so like it's uh, like it's important it's good to know but it's also like okay we have to take other variables into account in the deal with them as well right just like one little set of criteria is not useful you know what i mean so it's like you know when you get admin people love data and numbers and what excel spreadsheets and like things like that that are not fun to deal with (laughs) It sounds like <laughs> doesn't sound like them at all. Oh yeah, no. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not letting that negativity in my brain yet. I'm sure, nope. it'll happen. I'm sure later. Right. <laughs> think about pasta making techniques. Right, that's what we're going to focus on here. Boom. That's where we're going. <laughs> yes. Focus on. Focus <clears throat> on that. And I suppose we could focus on uh, journeys, maybe journeys, maybe uh, maybe, maybe some inside information. Yeah, I was going to yeah. hopefully might might have to learn about some information. So. Maybe maybe we could gain some inside information. Right. Dun, dun, <clears throat> dun, 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 uh, we rejoin our <clears throat> intrepid <throat> travelers. Now, before we start, oh. as I was finishing up reading today, I. I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but like it sort of smacked me in the face. <clears throat> like what I'm reading. And I think it's important here since this chapter 12 is called inside information that we take a small step backwards and get some inside information mm. about this book as a whole. Right. Okay. Before we continue the journey, <clears throat> I think it's kind of worth a shot to do this, right? Um, <clears throat> because, you know, we've, we've remarked on several occasions that this book is very different than Tolkien's other works, right? Like, if you read this and you read Lord of the Rings, it reads differently, mm-hmm. right? Is that fair to say? Would you agree with that statement? Very. Okay. Now, if you read this versus the, like, the Silmarillion, it's way different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like the Lost Tales and some of the other like, you know, little stuff. It reads, just reading it is really different. <clears throat> and I realized that Tolkien has an explanation for this. Right? There is an in-universe explanation as to why that is. Because the author of The Hobbit mm. is not, in fact, J.R.R. Tolkien. The author of The Hobbit 
is in fact Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo, yes. Right? So mm-hmm. there and back again <coughs> is written by Bilbo. Right? Which is why it takes a bit of a different you know, it reads differently because it's not the same author. Right? So uh what's going on here in Tolkien land? Okay, so we have to remember that at some point Tolkien was in fact trying to create a mythology for England. Right? Yes. That was his goal. This aspect of of this whole thing and of just his life always every time I hear about it or I think about that just makes you go, huh. 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 That's right. hmm. He did that. He went. He went whole hog. It's well documented, right? He had like, Elvish is an actual linguistically correct language. There's two versions of it, right? Based on what we talked about a couple weeks ago, the one group of elves stayed in Middle Earth. The other one mm. left to the Undying Lands, and that caused a schism in the actual language, right? Which caused the two languages to develop differently. Tolkien is, he's kind of nuts, right? Like in his brain, what happened here, because he was also very immersed in medieval literature, right? Tolkien's like final like answer to this is something called the Red Book of Westmarch, right? Hmm. Now, Tolkien, in Tolkien's universe, right, this is to be treated as a found document that was then translated by Tolkien into these stories of the Silmarillion, the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings. Right? That's the connection to the real world. Mm-hmm. Right? Based on actual medieval texts, they use this. This is a medieval device. Right? Like having like a found literature document that then influences a story. Right. This is like a, this is actually a medieval literature device that was used in stories. <laughs> mm. Okay. Which is weird. But, yeah. but that's what Tolkien's doing. So The Hobbit is written by Bilbo. Okay. The Silmarillion is translated by Bilbo from texts from the library of Elrond in Rivendell during the Lord of the Rings when like he goes there and he just stays there for the whole time. That's what he's doing canonically. Bilbo is reading these elvish texts and transcribing them into the common language. Right. Right. Yeah. So Bilbo is J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, the Lord of the Rings is supposed to be like Frodo's writing. You know what I mean? And like Bilbo helped, you know, put it all together. But like, it's all there. So, and Samwise has a little bit of that. He adds to some of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And some of like the appendices and stuff and the weirdness, some of that's Bilbo like researching like little things and putting them in there, right? That's what it's supposed to be. So, canonically, this is a found document that was together. And then, like, I think one of Sam's daughters ends up with the book or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but like, This book is found by Tolkien and then translated, mm-hmm. right? So the other thing you have to think about here is that this book is written and narrated by Bilbo, 
right? So this narrator is actually supposed to be Bilbo, right? So it's like he's, you know, it's written in a way, like it's real casual. It's like he's telling the story to people, right? Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, that's why he's like, you know, whenever he talks, like he says like weird things, he's like, oh yeah, but by now you know all about Thorin, right? That's because he knows all about Thorin because he spent so much time with him in this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like, and like how you get like weird descriptions of things sometimes. And it, 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 it came to my mind in this chapter in particular, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of mention where, when we get to it, but like, I just realized like, Oh yeah, this is Bilbo is supposed to be writing. Yes. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And I think just like, especially from here forward, I think that's really important information to have. Right. Probably should have mentioned this at the beginning. Sorry, listeners. Um, but like I feel like it's fine. It's okay. I feel like, you know, up until now, it kinda like it just to me, it's really important starting right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of the we're getting a lot, you know, we've we've already kind of chronicled his journey and his personal growth and stuff. But like I think starting in chapter 12, it's really important that Bilbo is the narrator and the writer and the author of this there and back again tale. Um just kind of for the like the impact that it had it kind of changes the impact of the story kind of when you realize that Bilbo is supposed to have written this yes and I think that that's we're getting towards we're kind of going towards that climax event right now and I just feel like it's a good place to mention that Um, I didn't want to wait till it was all the way over that would be sure but like It was just on my mind today as I was finishing reading. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. And you can think about it. It just sort of changes a little bit the aspect of the story, right? Some of the things, you know, now you have to contend with, like, is how reliable of a narrator is Bilbo? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that throws some, that's always a fun thing to throw in there, right? Like, pretty good, I would say, but prone to some exaggeration. But, uh, yeah, a bit. So I think that that's, I just wanted to mention that a little bit before we started. Cause I think, mm. I think that is, that kind of changes some of the context of, especially now towards the end, right. Of, of what we're going to see and what's going to happen and how you frame that knowing that Bilbo is writing this, I think is some important information to just have and think about. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's, uh, I think having that, um, that that framing lens for yeah, the entire book, but especially here in the latter chapters where we get to see a lot of um a lot more Bilbo action. I mean he's he's been pretty good uh, so far, but like there's a lot of um uh there's even more character development through the rest the back half of the book, I really feel like, or like the or I maybe not that, but like we really now see the um the, the reaping the harvest of a lot of the growth that he's experienced. And so that telling of it in that way um, is important. And, and yeah, it does coming from that narrative voice um, from Bilbo helps uh, present some of the topics, the ideas, the encounters. It, it, it does change how it frames it. And, and I think how you should interpret it. Yeah, definitely. Oh. So I just wanted to mention that okay. little bit of strangeness here yeah. that, <clears throat> kind of understanding 
uh, the context of the book a little bit, how Tolkien was thinking about this, which is just, it's just an insane level of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like depth and like thought thinking about how this works, you know? Yeah. Like there's all those memes about like, oh yeah, you know, the how authors write. And then the, the last one's always him. Like, uh, yes, you created several functional languages and then built a whole history of the universe to, <laughs> to, to explain how those languages came about. You're like, it's not wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I actually just ran across this, uh, that, that same meme today. Uh, and I, I, I'm texting it to you. Uh, okay. but yes, it is. It, I just, it, it, it will come through in a minute, but yes, I just came across this one today. Um, yeah, it was like how boys tell story, how girls tell a story. How J.R.R. Tolkien tells a story. Um, using, oh, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> using train tracks to show, like, oh, yes, he built the whole yard and the switch system and all this stuff. But, nice. So, yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because I was like, oh, yeah, I just ran across that. So let me send that over. <laughs> uh, real, real, real quick, uh, real time uh, input from a uh, live listener audience here. Um, did you were you did you recommend the the uh, Amazon series the Three Pines or did you not recommend that? I did. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Was Rick? Okay. okay. Yes. I, okay. We're gonna. We had had somebody who was interested. Somebody in the house who shall not be named was interested yes. in in that. So okay, we can continue yeah, on with chapter. It's good. Chapter twelve. Okay. <laughs> Susan says the books are really good that it's based on as well. But mm, okay. <clears throat> okay. Okay. But yes. Uh, uh, so yeah, <clears throat> with all that context in mind. Uh, we go on into um, chapter chapter twelve, which yet again uses a phrase of uh, it starts off for a long time. How long we don't know, but we can assume. Yeah, <laughs> dwarfs doing a lot of standing around. You know what I mean? Like really, I love that Just for a long time. <laughs> uh, but now it's time for Bilbo to. Uh, do his task right that he was specifically brought for uh and again he's grumpy right he's not enjoying uh being at the mountain still um because you know he's cross with thorin when thorin's like all right it's time to time to go do your job and he's like uh i think i've been doing a lot of work around here actually (laughs) what have you been doing Okay, riding my coattails like I did all this stuff. I broke you out of the dungeon. I brought you down the river. I saved you a lot of times, and now you're gonna go throw me into there while you stay out here. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Get over. So he's he's not pleased about this. <laughs> yep, but he does say. But anyway, I think I will go and have a peep at once. Now, who's coming with me? <laughs> yeah, n- nobody. Nobody. Although Balin did come inside you know he came further than anyone else a bit. um he came in with him you know kind of down the hallway until the stairs or whatever so he he came in balling is the only one that was like all right i'll come in a little bit <laughs> right <laughs> um but we do find out a little bit spoilers for later in the chapter but uh, dwarves are not quiet at all i think we already knew that really but um it's very <laughs> so it's best that they don't come anyway <laughs> right 
yeah, he was not fond of of him, his presence, and he was happy to have him kind of happy to have him left behind. Yeah. Um, you know, so as Bilbo goes down, he's talking to himself. You know, I like the now you're in for it at last, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> um, he's just going and he's like, fine, okay, going. Um, but is this, yeah, so this, this, this part is really interesting, right? And I think that that is important. What we talked about the context earlier, he starts going down and he starts. He's noticing things, right? Wisps of vapor floating up, the red light. There's a red light growing, right? Mm-hmm. He's hearing the rumble. And he he stops in the hallway, right? And the, there's just this little line in this paragraph. Oh. Going on from there was the bravest thing that he ever did, right? He's at this point. He's like at you can almost kind of visualize like he's at a point of no return now. Mm-hmm. Like he's come all this way from his house. He's done through all this crazy stuff. And th- this is the moment he can either run away or he can go and see what now he is a hundred percent sure there is a dragon in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. He, he yeah. knows like all of these little clues right the sounds and the stuff the vapors and the light glowing and all stuff now he knows there's a dragon in there and he stops and he has to he has to make this monumental decision whether to take another step or not right Mm -hmm. and so you know I like he fought the real battle in that tunnel alone before he ever saw the vast danger that lay in wait. Yeah. That's a really powerful sentence, right? Like, there's so much that you can think about with that. You know, Tolkien's very, like, uh, you know, the general theme of a lot of this stuff is, like, it's very, you know, personal things or, like, you know, the small things matter, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, more so in The Lord of the Rings, obviously. But, like, here you can see, like, out of all of the dangers that he's faced and all of the like really critical things that have happened, right? Like in all the stuff that will come later, you know, again, we're getting some major foreshadowing here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like out of all the battles that he's already been through, they were chaotic and crazy for all kinds of things. The biggest battle that he's ever faced is in this dark hallway alone in this mountain. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it was, it was an internal battle. Yeah, it was. And it was, it's a yet another look at how this book, as we've commented again, many times of how the scope of it is, is very narrow. And it is a, it is a, I think there are a lot of aspects to it, but it is a, is a, is a story of personal growth, personal development of Bilbo, right? All along. It's about Bilbo learning more about who he is, what he's capable of, and this really being the test of that. And and a reminder that at some point, there will be internal battles that nobody else knows about. I think that's the other aspect of this, of like, this is not privy to anyone else in the story. Um, we are seeing this, as told by Bilbo, to us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> of what, of right. what the <laughs> real struggle was, of this internal uh, battle that he was he was taking on, of 
up not against all odds or whatever but 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 really it really takes us and zooms in and personalizes this of like everything that led up to this and that will follow from this pivoted at this moment like this was it this was the upon everything with everything else was hung or strung upon is at this moment this is what determined it and this was what it led up to and i th- i think that's very a very um it happens quietly alone in a tunnel and a mountain right and it was this moment and mm-hmm. i i love that it wasn't a major battle or it wasn't a a big epic scene or the spiders or stuff it was it was this no external things except the red light and the vapor and the snoring or the growl you know the, the purring of a large cat whatever it's like it i i love how just it, it's very poetic how it's presented and how you can reflect into your own life and go oh my gosh like how many times were there moments like that nobody else knew but it was really hard for me to do that yeah exactly um, right like there's there are external struggles and there are internal struggles and right we even though we don't always like we can't always like empathize and kind of like you know, put ourselves in this in the shoes of the external struggle because you know we have an experience like that kind of stuff, right? But like the internal struggle is like a very universal thing, right? We all have internal struggles that we deal with all the time, and nobody knows about them, right? And you know that's highlighting that here, where the whole rest of the book has largely been about external struggles, right? This moment, this quiet moment, just reminding everybody that there are internal struggles also. They Mm -hmm. can be bigger and more impactful than any external struggle that you might go through, right? It's just a little quiet moment in this tunnel, right? That's, it's quite profound little moment here in this paragraph. Right. It's yeah. very, you know, it's pretty intense, you know, so <clears throat> you can't also help but think about Tolkien in a trench in the First World mm-hmm. War, right? Like, you know, waiting for something, you know, like. You kind of can't help but put that spin on it too a little bit, right? Of the author's own experiences, right? But it's a universal. It could be anybody's experience. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. There we go. Anyway, he decides to take that next step. Yep. And oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Boy, does he. The, the glow of smog, right? <laughs> right, yes. Now, it's interesting that we go here from this quiet moment of introspection to Literally in the next coming paragraphs, uh, this other part that I thought was really good was that to say that Bilbo's breath was taken away is no description at all. There yeah. are no words left to express his staggerment <laughs> since men changed the language and they learned of elves in the days when all the world was wonderful. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, right? Yeah. Like he, he's, he has no description, no way to accurately describe what he is seeing. Right? It's not, he's heard the stories. He's heard about this stuff. He's doing the things. He kind of describes the dragon a little bit, but ultimately, it is 
so outside of anything that he's ever seen or heard about that he has no word to describe anything. Yeah. Right. Well, And, and at the same time, um, again, this kind of a little bit of foreshadowing, but not only is he awestruck by, by the dragon, He's oh, yes. also right? struck by the tr- the horde. The, the, yes, the splendor, the lust, the yes. glory of such treasure, and had never yet come home to him except at this point, right? Like mm-hmm. Tamel's like, okay, yeah, there's, there's they're wealthy. There's a lot of gold under the mountain, and then oh, yeah, what? right. When you he's just heard about treasure, treasure, treasure. That's all that the dwarves have said, right? Didn't really give any sort of qualifying. Right, thing. but this is like a whole entire room <laughs> that's piled up full of treasure with the dragon sleeping on it. What? Uh, what? Like he was not ready for that, right? He was probably thinking like a couple treasure chests, some nice shiny things. No, no, mm-hmm. not a room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of treasure! It's insane. Yeah. He's just like I. And I don't really know how at no point like like I, he was he was preoccupied with a lot of other things along the way. Like surely at one of the songs that was alluded to in this, like it came up. But at all those points, he was like sick. Um, he was f- missing his uh, handkerchief. Uh, he was you know recovering or like fighting off spiders or like all this stuff. Like he was going through a lot. So it's kind of funny to me. Like he gets to this point and now like. But but I, I guess also like there's no way you could prepare for this. Like there's nothing that they could have told him. Like even if they were like, no, you have no idea. He'd be like, no, I'm sure I have some idea. It's like no, like this yeah. is going to be intense, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Like it's so, it's just so beyond his reasoning that he's just like standing there, staring, mouth agape at like what mm-hmm. in the world, <laughs> and you know he. I think too. It in this next little part, right? He it kind of, you know, his expectations make a little bit more sense, right? Because he was hired to burgle, right? Yeah, to like potentially steal the treasure back, right? And he's standing there going, "I, there's no way I could burgle this," right? Yes. So he just like grabs a cup and runs away, right? This is like his his little test run, you know? He's like goes down there. He's just standing there. He has no idea what to do. He's like, oh my gosh, there really is a giant dragon. This is more treasure than I could ever imagine. I'm going to take this cup. Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go show everybody that it's here, I guess. And, you know, and again, if his, you know, expectation was, I'm going to steal the treasure away from the dragon. Yeah. Well, there's no way this is happening, right? No. No. The task is now impossible <laughs> yeah. but he takes the cup up anyway and everyone again yet again everyone's like super excited it's wonderful like the treasure's there and then it's all dashed very quickly <laughs> right like when it says um when it says this um uh, the dwarves are still passing the cup from hand to hand and talking delightedly of the recovery of their treasure when suddenly a vast rumbling woke in the mountain underneath as if it was an old volcano that had made up its mind to start eruptions once again. I, I wonder who, what, hmm. what could that possibly, who, who knows, right? <laughs> then the dwarves forgot their joy and, and their confident boasts 
<laughs> and cowered down in fright. <laughs> yeah, right. Which mm, smog was still to be reckoned, be reckoned with, with. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like I also like this, right? It does not do to leave a live dragon out of your calcul- calculations <laughs> if you live near him, right? Very good. I love this so much. It's uh, <laughs> because you're like, you go, right. Oh, yes. Um, there's a dragon. And, ah, uh, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, Bilbo brings that up and it's brought up several times in this in the next chapter, right? They have this big plan about how to get there, about what they're going to do, about their route, about how they're going to get inside, about getting inside. They never really address the plan about what to do with the dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They never they never talk about that. No. Nope. So interesting. That's a, a bit of a problem, right? Like they they just for they sort of forget to do that. Mm-hmm. And I just uh yeah and we get into this now with just these descriptions of like these are just these are just gushing uh with with meaning um and and the, I, I i love almost everything i mean uh, this entire book but like mm. tolkien really knows how to lay it on and when he describes this next part of the dragon and the gold it's just like it's just dripping um with with i don't know it's just it's just so good when he says dragons may not have much real use for their wealth but they know it to announce as a rule especially after long possession and smog was no 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 exception he had i I love this part he had passed from an uneasy dream in which a warrior altogether insignificant in size but but provided with a bitter sword and great courage figured most unpleasantly right yes (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah again this uh uh, what all is taking place and being directed or not directed uh, in this in these elements, right? You have these these larger forces possibly at at, at play um, in this, even in this tale. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah. Now the dragon's awake. Mm, dang it! What do we do now? <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Mm, Basically, you know, it's uh, they're kind of at a loss. Now they're like, oh, dang it. Now, though, they are like, oh, um, we have some people that are just outside still down by the river. We should probably go tell them that the dragon's awake because we don't want them to be slain. Right. Bomber, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <clears throat> or Biffer uh, brings this up, right, that uh, Bomber and Bofer are still down there. Um, which is a problem. <laughs> yes. Yep. We have to quick, quick, right? Uh, we have to, we have to do something about this for sure. Um, I love when he, 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 before he runs, he runs out, he's at, uh, he says to hunt the whole mountain till he had caught the thief and had torn and trampled him was his one thought. It just immediately shows just how, how fixated he is on this and nothing's really going to stop him until he's satisfied with getting yeah. his, Let's be, let's be, let's, let's circle back to this. His one cup, right? His one yeah. cup is one. Okay. <laughs> so everyone's clear on this. Yeah, it's one. Cup. Yeah. And so he, he like the dragon leaves because he doesn't know about the like side door. 
Yeah. Right. It mentions that he, you know, had thought that he heard something up there once and he meant to like smush it and make it, but he never got around to it. Right. Yeah. But he was never all quite uncomfortable with not knowing what was up there. Yeah. 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 And so he busts out the front door and is like flying around the mountain to look. And so they, you know, scamper inside and like close the door, but like not all the way because they don't know if they can open it again. So they like mm-hmm. just leave open a crack so that they can get in there, like put a rock in the door. They do the old put the rock in the door so it doesn't close all the way thing. <laughs> yeah. But then, and then get, the yeah, they get, see. get everybody in there and, uh, What's it say? Um, oh yeah, Pony, ponies are screaming in terror. Yeah, um, right. so, he's so sorry. He ate some horses. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> yeah, and they're 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 just hiding in there as he's out scorching the mountainside. Yeah, but you know we get some. He doesn't know who is there. He doesn't know why they've come. He just knows that there are people there. He thinks it is people from Lake Town, right? Um, but this, you know, again, how much does the dragon you know, obsess over this, right? Long he had hunted in vain till the dawn chilled his wrath and he went to his golden couch to sleep and to gather new strength. He would not forget or forgive the theft, not if a thousand years turned him to smoldering stone, but he could afford to wait. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's fun. Now they're, again, the dwarves and Bilbo are back to bickering about what to do, right? Um, you know. I love this. They, they they debated a long time on what was to be done, but could not think of any way of getting rid of getting rid of smog, <laughs> which had always been a weak point in their plans. Yeah, right. As like Bilbo just, felt inclined to point out. Yeah, they just <laughs> never it. brought it up. And you know, Bilbo's like, "What are you guys going to do?" And they're like, "I don't know, Bilbo. What do you think we should do?" And he gets all grumpy again, yep. as he should. He's like, "I was not engaged to kill dragons. That is a warrior's work." <laughs> But to steal treasure, yes. I made the best beginning I could. Did you expect me to trot back here with the whole horde of Thror on my back? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. And, and they do go back and forth of like, yeah, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do uh, for, for, for a while? Right. Yeah. But, um, So they wait again. Yep. Oh, uh, and we get another, another, I want a book. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if this exists, but like, I just need a book of all of Bilbo's dad's sayings. Um, because, because we get another one dropped here where he says, every worm has his weak spot. And, and I don't, yeah, know. right. That's a good... <laughs> <It doesn't>, no, <laughs> of, of course it's a, it's a worm, right? Like I, uh, what? <laughs> anyway, no. um, but now he decides. You know, it's sort of decided that the best thing that we can do is I'll go back down there and check out and see what's going on. Right? 
Uh, okay. <laughs> so after he says that, he's, they go down there. He goes down there again. Oh, ha- had he known more about dragons and their wily ways, he might have been more frightened and less hopeful of catching this one napping. Yet yeah, <laughs> so they, they wait upstairs again for a long, undetermined amount of time. And they're like, well, maybe he'll be back asleep and I can go down there and, you know, <clears throat> look a bit more, you know, mm-hmm. check him out. But um, although Smog certainly looked fast asleep, he was only pretending. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had forgotten or had never heard about Dragon's sense of smell. Yes. It is also an That's awkward so fact that they can keep half an eye open while they sleep, if they are suspicious. Which is, you know, <laughs> an interesting trait to have. An interesting, it is an awkward fact. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes. Yes, indeed. So, he is uh, invisible during this time. You know, he puts his ring on to do this, but Smog can, in fact, smell him. So, Bilbo starts uh, using his only defense he has his honeyed words uh oh. to sort of placate the dragon right uh, he he sort of uh plays up his smog's splendor right and then he starts like being very coy with the own answers to his question right but i like i like you know he's telling him he's giving him titles like oh i am you know uh, I come from Overhill and Underhill, and you know uh-huh. I am the you know the famous the Barrel Rider, right? Love that um, one. But I like this is of course the way to talk to dragons if you don't want to reveal your proper name, which is wise, and <laughs> don't want to infuriate them by flat refusal, which is also very wise. <laughs> <laughs> no dragon can resist the fascination of riddling talk and of wasting time trying to understand it, right? Yes. And that's so. So Bilbo's got his practice kind of being coy and riddly with the old golem in the cave, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's being all, oh, yes, maybe I can. I, was, I mean, he's got, he has to talk his way out of this. He's not going to fight a dragon. So this is his only recourse, really, yeah. Um, yeah. is to use his brain and his words to sort of get out of this situation if he can't. You know, and he's trying to not answer questions. And Smog's all like, "You and the dwarves." And Bilbo's like, "Dwarves? What? What? Do you what? Mean dwarves? I, I don't know. I don't know right? what you're talking about." Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but Smog knows the smell and taste of dwarves better than anyone else, apparently. Um. And so, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but but again, now, right? We are exposed to some dragon treachery as well because now he starts throwing his own defensive tactics at Bilbo which is to plant doubt in his mind right uh-huh. um, I suppose they are sulking outside and your job is to do all the dangerous work and get what you can when I'm not looking for them and will you get a fair share don't you believe it if you get off alive you will be lucky so now Bilbo starts thinking like, you know, this this discourse goes on and he starts questioning like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to get a share of the treasure. How am I going to get it home? Uh, uh-huh. You know, there's all these logistical problems that he's never thought about before. And now he's like, mm. oh, so Smog is planting doubt in his mind about 
the sincerity of dwarves, right? Yeah, and, and all that. So that's well, a now you're in this psychological battle of and, and the dragon. And uh, there's also other trickery at play here. It's talking about when Smog's roving eye seeking for him in the shadows, which is again some other interesting. Uh, connection to another roving eye in later books. That's true. That kind That's of true. makes you want to do certain <laughs> things. Anyway, uh, he wanted to brush out and reveal himself. And then, uh, then the book says, in fact, he was in grievous danger of coming under the dragon spell. Right? And But he plucks up his courage and he continues. I think that's a bit of the ring responding to the dragon as well, right? Yeah, yes. You know, the ring wants to be found. Um, <clears throat> so, so I've been told. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now he's he's got all this doubt, right? He's got all this doubt and all this stuff, and um, he's just very confused now. Now he's like, oh, now a nasty suspicion began to grow in his mind. Had the dwarves forgotten this important point too, or were they laughing in their sleeves at him all the time? Right. <clears throat> but he changes tact, right? He changes tact. He's like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm not going to dwell on that. Boom. We're not here to steal your treasure. They're here for dun 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 revenge, right? <clears throat> Which Smog <laughs> thinks is hilarious, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah, he really whatever. did laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so he thinks that's so funny, right? Um, but now. Bilbo's turn to be sneaky again. He's all like, uh, you know, you know, Smog's all gloating. Like, you know, when I was little, you know, maybe I was a little scared, but now I am old and strong. My armor is like tenfold shields. My teeth are swords. My claws, spears, the shock of my tail, a thunderbolt, my wings, a hurricane, and my breath, death. Right. <clears throat> and to which Bilbo responds, that's cool. I heard that <laughs> dragons' bellies, though, were like, you know, not as fortified as all that. Um, yep. So, Smaug, being the prideful dragon that he is, right, says, your information is antiquated. And he sort of rolls over and exposes it, his stomach to Bilbo, which is a weird visual but um what's happened here is smog has laid on these like gemstones and stuff so much that they have embedded into his scales on his stomach mm-hmm. and basically fortified his 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 underbelly right <clears throat> um you know and he sees that and bilbo's like oh yes oh uh, how could i know but 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 this is a hundred percent not a hundred percent true because he does a spy uh at least one area that is vacant of all defense mm-hmm. that won't be important later no everything's <laughs> no it's everything will be okay yeah yeah that's yeah, fine um and so Bilbo leaves again. Although he does make a really smart aleck remark to the dragon that shoots fire at him on his way out. Oh. Yes, He's like, yeah. yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. That was not a great decision. Ponies take some catching, I believe, after a, uh, long, after a long start. And so do burglars. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was an unfortunate remark. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, good job, Bilbo. Uh, right. So now we are back in the same situation. We're talking to the dwarves about this stuff, but he does say, um, he tells them about this weak spot, which they are very intrigued to hear about. Right. Um, uh-huh. Then they, their talk turns to dragon slaying, right? Um, historical, dubious, and mythical, and all the various sorts of stabs and jabs and undercuts and the different arts and devices and stratagems by which they had been accomplished. Um, <clears throat> more on that a little bit later, but now, though, so we're all here talking and stuff, and we're, is this where hold on ah, yes <clears throat> so we he brings up his uh, doubts that the dragon planted in his mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, Thorin's like, oh, yeah, you know, we, you're right. We didn't really think about that. But, you know, we'll, you know, we'll do whatever we can to make sure that, you know, we're not trying to trick you or anything. Just some oversight, you know, just some oversight. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so, so that's kind of put at ease for now. Um, but they start thinking about the treasure and they start kind of thinking about the stuff. And now Thorin starts to uh, fixate a little bit. Right, we got our first sign. Uh-huh. Like some weirdness going on here, right? Because <clears throat> now the, the dwarves are all talking about the treasure and talking about all the stuff that's in there and, you know, the hammer and the sh- some necklaces and shields and all kinds of stuff. And Thorin starts muttering about the Arkenstone. Yes. Dun, 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 yes. Dun, dun. We get our first little taste of, of he's like, he's like a little bit weird here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Bit, mm. bit fixated. He's fixated. Yeah. Although no. they do have to cut that short because, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bilbo. Is like guys, we we you know he gets this like really bad feeling and is like we, we need to shut the door, uh, mm-hmm. shut the door. We need to come inside, and it's a good thing they did because the dragon is once again flying around the mountain outside, and he is like, right as they shut the door uh, and run down the hallway, they hear the sounds of something smashing into the mountain outside, well, which would be smog fury once again uh he's looking for how they got in right um and so he broke <laughs> he's he's looking for all that he's looking for them uh but he's out flying yep. around mm. oh i like we, we are yet again uh again big moments little details um in the midst of the complete destruction of the mountainside, the splintering of rock and stone. Um, we are specifically told um, to their little lofty camping ground, the scorched grass, the thrush's stone, the snail covered walls, the narrow ledge all disappeared in a jumble of smithereens, which is <laughs> interesting because um, like, it's like of all the destruction, we're going to specifically fixate on the snail covered walls that that was, 
that was what was you know, <laughs> you know that you was know. also destroyed. Yeah, we they you know that's that's where the thrushers were eating their snails. It's fine. Um, so yeah, now they are trapped inside. They have no door. Um, because Smaug broke it, and again, now they don't know what to do. <laughs> in the meantime, the dwarves sat in the darkness, and utter silence fell about them. And we're in here, hanging out. <laughs> yep. And and Smog is making uh, a trip down to uh, to the lake. Yeah, um, but we don't know about that yet. Um, oh, no, yes, we do at the end of the chapter. Or at the end of the chapter, yes. Yeah, but, but yes. The end of the chapter basically tells us, if you're wondering where Smog was, you'll find out next chapter. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> he's, at least, he's at least headed there. We know that. We know that point, but yes. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's out flying around. Um, and so that leaves them in the mountain alone, although they don't really know that. For a while. Nope. Right. They don't. They're kind of confused. They're like, let's go down again. Bilbo's like, I don't want to go down there again. I've already been yeah. down there twice. Um, <clears throat> but he's like, okay, fine. Let's all go, though. Right. Which is where we learn that it, it's good that Bilbo went by himself the first times. Right. Um, because the dwarves could not, of course, compare with the Hobbit in real stealth. And they made a great deal of puffing and shuffling with the echoes magnified alarmingly. <laughs> mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, but they do make it all the way to the bottom um, where Bilbo sort of like in testing whether or not the dragon is there he decides to yell insults at Smaug which is a plan because you know <laughs> I don't really know what he was, thought was going to happen if the dragon was home like I didn't <laughs> yeah he, they can't get out I don't know so yeah he already had yeah. flames shot up at him at once so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so he says, go uh, go get the... We need some light. Go get some light, uh, and we can look around here. So he sends some of the dwarves to get their tinder boxes. They make some little torches, and they start exploring mm -hmm. the halls, the dwarf halls, right? Um, and so, you know, they're just kind of going around, and Bilbo's... You know, they kind of all go in their own little directions, kind of looking off. Bilbo starts heading across the floor looking around for stuff, right? Oh, I love this. Well, this, this is partly, uh, this is uh, where, where Bilbo has the light and it says, as Thorin carefully explained, Mr. Baggins was still officially their expert burglar and investigator. If he liked to risk a light, that was his affair. They would wait in the tunnel. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, they so eventually not, do go right, go off. <laughs> yeah, so they haven't gone out yet. But Bilbo, but, though, he just goes straight across. He's going across the middle because he's looking for other doors and stuff on the other side but as he is climbing across this mountain of treasure mm -hmm. he stood upon the top and still went on then they saw him halt and stoop for a moment but they did not know the reason the it reason. was <laughs> it was it was for a very interesting reason uh, I would say yeah. Yes. So Bilbo finds the Arkenstone somehow, just laying in this pile. Right. Um, so Bilbo guessed from Thorin's description, but indeed there could not be two such gems, even in so marvelous a horde, <laughs> even in all the world. It's a very excellent description here, right? Um, yeah. But he's very taken aback by this. He's just sort of like, 
gazing at it, right? He's very, it's, it's very taken aback and he's just, you know, suddenly Bilbo's arm went towards it drawn by its enchantment. So he's almost like absentmindedly just grabbing it, right? <laughs> um, but it's interesting his response to this, right? He says, I suppose I must tell the dwarves about it sometime. Sometime. Some, sometime. Right? Like, he's almost wary of this thing, like, now. Right? He's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to hold on to this for a little bit. And, we'll yeah. see yeah. and, he's, right. and he's rationalizing this stuff, right? He's rationalizing. He's going... They did. They did say I could. I could pick anything, right? They'd say I, yeah. I could pick my own share. So, like you know, like this. This is my share. Like this would be fine. Right? Yeah. But he had an uncomfortable feeling all the same. Yeah. He he wasn't really just pleased about this thing either. Um. So he keeps going. He's looking. He finds another door, and he's gonna peek about and see what goes in. And he gets scared by a bat and drops his torch. This. It's really yes. funny. He starts shouting, right? Um, but he starts crying out to the dwarves and they have to come rescue him. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is funny. They bring more light. And now they're all sort of gathering around and looking around and <clears throat> and uh, they've been... I, I just you know, love... I'm sorry. Like, how this is described where he goes, they waited for a moment or two and still there were no dragon sounds and i just yeah it's like what <laughs> what <laughs> what exactly were we okay sure fine uh, <laughs> it's this is where like this is genuinely like there is a getting back to bilbo writing this there is an air of humor to this as only somebody could retell after having gone through a very traumatic time right like yeah, this right? is this is the retelling with a bit of a humor of something that was immensely stressful, highly dangerous, and he survived. So, of course, there's going to be bits of things that were funny in how he paints the, the dwarves in these moments. Exactly. Right. Um, and so, you know, now that they're satisfied that there is, in fact, no dragon at home, they become emboldened and they start sort of like exploring about and they, they start, you know, Grabbing some of this treasure and stuff it in their pockets. <laughs> yep, as they're as they're going on. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Um, you know, they were looking at all kinds of stuff. They were like oh. finding stuff and playing the harps on the wall. Right, like. <laughs> Good, but uh, Thorin was searching for something that he that couldn't quite find. Yeah, but he quite. spoke of it yet to no one. Well. Nope, he's troubled by this though. He is troubled, right? He's 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 not being very thorny currently. <laughs> Although they did find uh, the armory, which that's a good place to start, right? That's very nice. Um, they found weapons and armor stashed away, um, and they give Bilbo some of his very own armor, right? Huh. Yeah, that very won't nice. play into anything. Later. No, nothing ever again. You'll never see this coat of Mithril. Of what? We don't know. We don't know. It's it says. He says right here. It was a steel. Oh, yes. A silvered steel, which the elves called Mithril. Yeah. And it went with a belt of pearls and crystals and a light helm of figured leather strengthened beneath with hoops of steel and studded about the brim with white gems was set upon the hobbit's head. Mm -hmm. So this image, look, it's just sounds hilarious, right? Like, 
like this really shiny, like regal armor placed on Bilbo, <laughs> the Bilbo. travel weary hobbit who's like, eh. <laughs> right. I, he even remarks on this. I feel magnificent, he thought, but I expect I look rather absurd. <laughs> yes, which which I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, which is funny. Um, <clears throat> all the same, though, Mr. Baggins kept his head more clear of the bewitchment of the horde than the dwarves did. Oh, uh-oh. What's that mean? That can't be a good sign, right? <clears throat> Uh, now their thoughts turn to what they should do next. Their treasure is not won back yet. Um, they're trying to figure out a way to get out of here, right? Uh, and so they start looking for the door because they can't do anything if they're still stuck in a mountain. And as right. of yet, they have not found the front door. <laughs> no, no, they have. They're just, they're kind of wandering. That's for sure. But, but Thorin uh, is like, okay, um, recovering his wits what hmm interesting hmm. um he knows where he is right he's got his bearings now he's in the main hallway he's seen this stuff he knows where he is so he says i know where to go not in a thousand years could i forget this place let's go follow me yeah <clears throat> and so they do they make their way they sort of the rest of this is like describing a little bit about the place the and how interesting and how weird it is in there but um they make it to the door right okay. uh, i never expected to be looking out of this door <laughs> is what bill was in um and i never thought i'd be so pleased to see the sun again and feel the wind on my face um and then because bilbo is a hobbit he realizes that he's a bit hungry <laughs> he's here we come back and around. Yeah, yes. and we do we do realize uh we've been in here for uh two days basically Right, because he's like, I don't know. He's like, I've missed breakfast today, and who knows how many others? <laughs> right, how many others? Yeah, again, like, I feel I, that a lot. I really yeah. feel that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, the, relating back to who knows how long this has been. Like, who's? We're all like really. It's all unsure at this point. Um, but yes, he's he's a bit hungry true so and they tell him <laughs> they tell him okay great i know you're hungry um we need to we need to go marching to a new location <laughs> yeah it's gonna be several hours walking so let's go buddy boy right um and they do they walk up to they're headed to a guard tower right on the mountain that's where they're they're headed to because they mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a, <clears throat> a little bit away <laughs> from the thing right um and they're they're hoping to kind of regroup in that spot and kind of come up with the next step of their plan. So that's where they head. They head up the mountain, up to where Dale was, um, up to a an old guard tower up there mm-hmm. to the Raven Hill. Yes. Um, and so that's where they go. They head up there, and that's kind of where we we stop. They get there and they're discussing the plan. That's where they are. There was no sign of the dragon, but that was not yet. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's where they are. They found a little spot uh, up on the mountain in a guard tower. They got a room, big room, back in there, kind of tucked away, hidden, safe for now, hopefully. Uh, and that's where they are regrouping. 
to see what happens next. Come on, and we, and we and we end on like, so many mysteries, right? They, I, yeah, there's I, a lot these of little, unknowns. These yeah, these little things like um, what's it say? Um, uh, but the, <laughs> and in the south, there was no sign of a dragon, but there was a gathering of very many birds, right? And at that, they gazed and wondered, but no one knew to understanding it, right? <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes so we still have a great many we haven't really solved any of our problems yet um you know we'll have to see what happens here but that's where we are great many unknowns but at least we're Bilbo is in a slightly less precarious place than he was uh before right for now anyway so we've regrouped we've seen the treasure we know the dragon is real we still have to solve the problem of how are we gonna kill a dragon (laughs) the one part of the plan that nobody's remembered to think about until now no 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 no. which again is a bit of an oversight (laughs) right fair enough and all the planning feel like a little bit more attention should have been paid to that part but you know <laughs> after that build it's not bilbo's area of expertise right he <laughs> so we'll have to nope. see how it goes and just foreshadowing here again we just went through a very um very very personal intimate quiet moment in the tunnel um Things get real big, real fast. Very complicated. Like I, I, the end of this book, just really, it does take off like a rocket from this point. Like it, it's like amazing, as as many of these things do. When when all of a sudden, like I just want to do this thing, and now there's like seven people over here doing this thing, and I did. Well, how did this get to this? This is really big, and I don't. It, it's very, um, it, it just the contrast between those two. What we're about to go into is um, is, is fascinating. I mean, yeah, we've been getting foreshadowing the whole book about like big things to come, right? And we're running out of book, <laughs> yeah. you know. So like, we, there's not a whole lot of time for those things to happen. So yeah, the end of the book hops up real quick, yeah. um, because there is a lot to do, and there's a lot of things that have been alluded to this whole time. You know, a lot of. A lot of things that have been alluded to and, and foreshadowed haven't happened. Yeah. So, and to uh, think we spent two chapters like admiring Bayorn's bees. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> like it's, it's, the pacing is a bit wonky. Right. But again, I think that comes back to who is the narrator of this book. Right. Some of that. Oh, makes for sure. A little bit of sense. Right. Because like, you know, we kind of skip over like wandering in a forest because that's like, a forest but like the bees though right and the <laughs> yeah i'd write a lot about i'd lot i'd write a lot about getting my breakfast brought to me by a sheep right that's pretty yeah. weird well and i think a different that, experience that the 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 details that we're luxur- that we're luxuriating on here i think also dick show you that personal narrative of like right, that took that up a lot of time for him yeah that yeah. that took up that was they that spent like ages because now he like all concept of time is lost and things get out of hand so quickly in the back in the back half of the book there's yeah. just so much and there's a lot of stuff that like he's not privy to or like 
again, it feels it does just feel so out of control from that personal level. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good way to think about it, right? There's a lot going on outside of him. Where yes. up to now, it's been relatively everybody all together, all experiencing the same things, right? And so, like, Bilbo's experiences are broadly similar to the dwarves, right? Even though mm-hmm. he's, like, more enamored with, like, you know, Bayorn's house. But, you know, then again, Bilbo likes his house, right? And it makes him homesick. And so he's thinking about being at home when he's in this other home, which is, like, so familiar and yet so weird at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, at the end, uh, I mean... We'll find out. There's the crazy amount of things that happen here in just a few more chapters. <laughs> yeah. So, good, good stuff. I'm very excited yeah. about this. Yes, me too. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, excited to cover these last one. How many? What? How many? How much more do we have? That's what I was just looking at. I was just looking through my table of contents here. We're at chapter fourteen. Uh, we're at fourteen. Well, we have five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're, we're five. Up. Uh, well, we have to cover oh, fire oh. and water, so there's six, including fire and water. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. there's there's yeah there's nineteen chapters. So yes. So the next one will be yeah. So those two, those two, and those two. Boom. Mm-hmm. Okay. That three more weeks because there's six more chapters. Ah, yeah. yeah. And when do you? When do you? As far as your timeline, like when do you start like school and stuff? Is that coming up real really fast? Because uh, I know your your weeks kind of get insane then. Yeah, but I'll have to have to read. That's no problem. Uh, okay. So that'll be fine. Okay. That's perfect. Well, yeah. we will. We will go deal with some. Um, fire and water it's indeed not a, not a cool band um fortunately that's earth wind and fire though i know exactly that's, that's why i said it's that's why i said it's not a cool band uh, um <laughs> could be you know tolkien has inspired a lot of musicians so maybe maybe it is maybe maybe there is a band out there called fire and water and we don't know about it <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Hey, and with that bombshell and mystery that we can, there's no possible way of knowing. No. Uh, we'll call it a night. All right. <laughs> okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.